the love came down. How quickly did the Passover and Thanksgiving pass by this year? Born to a Christian mother, I remember observing these festivities during my childhood days. The month started with my grandmother commencing with preparations for the Holy Week. Though Maundy Thursday till Holy Saturday, Sunday was low-key, Easter Sunday brightened it up for those eagerly waiting to dig into the turkey. My dearest grandmother, who was zest in her 70s, is unbeatable, always engaging my lazy mother and even more lazier me into spring cleaning the house and changing the bed covers and curtains as part of the celebration. This was a ritual we followed at all costs, lest she felt like we were dishonouring God. On Good Friday, judicious use of words and no-nonsense actions were solemnly and intentionally followed. The day typically started with a prayer and the TV ran all day long playing Christian programs and gospel music. I wasn't allowed to watch too many YouTube videos or anything that would defile the holiness of the day. Simple and bland food was the order of the day, which is of course the total opposite of what we as Indians normally prefer to have. The frugal meal consisted of rice mixed with water, popularly called as the kanni, along with a small lump of coconut chutney and some pickle. This food pattern was deliberately simple, as if to notify God that we partook in his suffering. The Holy Saturday wasn't as harsh as the Good Friday, yet merrymaking was strictly forbidden. And then came Sunday with well-spiced meat saffron mixed biryani rice, deep fried fish, sizzling beef and flavoured sweet pudding. Oh, we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord. Till the age of 11, to me, this was just another ceremonial custom that Christians performed ritualistically along with people from other belief systems in India. When I accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Saviour of my life, at that tender age of 11, the entire meaning of the crucifixion and resurrection underwent a phenomenal transformation. I deemed it less as a custom and more as the remembrance of God's demonstration of his unconditional love. For a long time, I had been battling against the existence of Christ and after becoming born again, I still had deeper questions about God. True to his nature, time and again, God proved his presence and hand in my life. Undubitably, questions turned into praise. Later, lately, I sat myself down to rethink about the cross and its relevance in the present times. 
Do we only remember the truly oppressive cross that he bore for us just once a year? Shouldn't it be something we could meditate upon more often? The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. It's quite sad to note that a lot of people find pleasure in mocking the cross. Some have tattoos of the cross on their bodies and some wear the cross as a fashion symbol chain. I really don't get it. The cross is symbolic of the sacrifice of God and the obedience of Christ. I've come across a lot of people who say they don't believe in Jesus. A lot of people who disregard the Lord and make derogatory and offensive memes so as to defy him. It vexes me to hear people exclaiming, Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, God damn it, and so on, as expressions of shock and displeasure. Taking the name that is above every other name in vain is either sheer ignorance or blasphemy. Honestly, Jesus had predicted that this would happen. Hence, nothing comes as a shock to the omniscient God. It is seemingly astonishing to see the world go bonkers over different theories of love. The best music albums sold in the world have its central theme on love. And it appears that scores of pop artists have nothing else to sing about but love. Both young and old groove to the tunes of Lady Gaga, Sam Smith, Caleb Scott, Demi Lovato, Selena, Taylor and the list goes on. Is love found in the racing heartbeat or the couple goals that we see on Instagram? Is it Monica and Chandler? Rachel and Ross from Friends or is it something like what Ali and Noah had in the movie The Notebook? Now hear me out on this. Well I cannot deny that it's an absolute delight watching all these but the messed up part is that when I considered all that as love until realization hit me hard. Well, I've had a few boyfriends and predictably I've had all of them tell me the usual crap. I'll be with you forever. I will never let go of you. I'll hold your hand and your heart till the very end. I cannot live without you. I can't think of another girl but you. You are my world and my happiness and blah, blah, blah. On a serious note, I've taken this overdosing of sweet nothings with a pinch of salt. It made me feel validated for a brief period. That's about it. I was sure that time would prove the rest. Guess what? None of these dudes who promised to be there are here today, in particular when I have to fight the hardest battles or tide over the lonely hours. As soon as the breakup comes through, off they go looking for the next catch. However, I'm not generalizing that everyone is like this. Nonetheless, who can deny the fact that it happens to most of us? Gradually, I came to the conclusion that love doesn't exist after all. 
either the world is lying or it is deluded. There ain't no love for sure. All these eye-opening experiences led me to the cross, the greatest love story ever documented. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us even when we were his enemies. Now that is love, friend. It is totally unimaginable to see Christ having his body broken for us, who might never return the tenderness. Personally, I have marveled at his undying devotion and fierce loyalty which never ends in spite of knowing how much of a pain in the ass I can be, yet giving his all. My pastor once said like this, Love can never be selfish. Lust is selfish because love gives and lust demands. The Bible describes love like this in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and love never fails. Isn't this standard too high to attain? Simply put, I believe that when you regard someone above yourself and place their needs above your own, that's when, in all probability, you, you say, I love. Where there is sacrifice, there is love. And needless to say, love is uncommon these days. There is a stark difference between loving a person who has his or her own flaws but carries a heart of gold and trying to love a completely toxic individual. Now is the time to be discerning. You are absolutely under no obligation to invest your time, energy and emotions in a person who does nothing but consistently make your life miserable. Be careful not to be enslaved. So isn't love selfless? It is, but not when someone has obnoxious intentions and is relentlessly sucking the life out of you. I consider the perfect representation of agape love or the selfless love when he was bruised, crushed and spat upon, bearing it all with a smile on his face. His love strong as death, its jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Song of Songs 8, 6-7 I like to think that even if I was the sole sinner on earth, Jesus would still come down to take that cross for me. Whether you believe in Christ or not, none can deny that he is the center of civilization. His existence divided time into BC and AD. I have heard people remark that the truth of Christ seems like a fairy tale, which a few Stone Age lunatics had chronicled 
because they had nothing better to do. I'm not a perfect Christian. I'm in full and total compliance with what Apostle Paul once said, I'm the chief of sinners. I can be an absolute hypocrite. My words and actions are poles asunder at times. But this I know that without Jehovah God, I'm absolutely nothing. In order to get out of bed each day and function without hassles, I need him. Through the years, God has refined me to be the person I am today. In conclusion, I believe that Jesus Christ is a personal experience. God's unconditional love, unlike man's conditional love, has stood the test of time and will doubtlessly endure till the end. End of story all, like Jesus said. Who had the ears to hear? Let him hear. Shalom.